Okay, we were discussing uh, last week names, then we get from there to Lashinus intertwined, and now we're going to go to Lodibu Egyptian, which we're going to start off with two interesting things. First of all, we're discussing the Gedusha of uh, Lashna Kedish, and where the Bakaksel and all the other fine words are going to fit in, Lashna Lava, which Mr. Shem will find out soon. Um, nothing's a coincidence. Somebody sent me. <coughs> Apropos to nothing in the shear, uh, Rab Chaim was asked, when you teach a young child olive bays, is that Talmud Torah for the young child? So, olive bays, olive bays, gimel, dalid. These are the building blocks of creation. This is, uh, this says Kedusha. So is it din Talmud Torah? So, Rab Chaim is reported to have answered that for the Gadol, it's uh, certainly Bittal Torah in quality, if not in quantity. Famous Kasha, they ask, the Gemara Megillah says, we're coming close to Adam, you're listening to Kriyas Megillah. That is learning. So there are many Teirutsim, uh, the most famous of which is that it could be Bithel Teirah in the quality, if not the quantity, the Zeichus and Kamas, because maybe he's stopping in the middle of uh, Rab Chaim, where he's sweating, and he's going to listen to Kriyas Megillah, which is easier to listen to. And if not for the Pesuminisa and the Chiyot to stop, you would say that Bithel Torah are positive. It doesn't mean it's Bithel Torah uh, to learn Chumash Navi. It depends how, how hard you're working. So over here, for the adult, it would be Bithel Torah in the quality, the qualitative learning that he's doing. For the child, that's what they can handle. And the Chayna says that's Talmud Torah. All of Bez Gimel. It's even Talmud Torah for the adult, except it's downgraded Talmud Torah. Just the album. I'm talking about the words. I'm talking about just the uh, just the letters. Uh, Yaakov um, sent in two uh, questions. He wanted to know what shot in uh, the Gemara and Hedrim, which brought down a Rashi and Chumash, that according uh, to is made up of two words: Tat the the and the and two foreign languages. Why would you have a word in Chumash? So we already had Aramis. Here, this is not Aramis. It's two foreign languages somewhere in the Middle East or in Africa. Uh, there are many pshatim why dafka by this word. Uh, I remember seeing one, uh, one one to the Taina that they were in certain spots. The Torah was given little by little. So to show where they got this particular prat by Tefillin, they were near this country of Africa and this... It was Dafka as a similar dover of where they were, many other pshatim, but there's a reason it wasn't stam. Now it's a word in Lashon HaKadosh. You were probably just asking or pointing out that you see the word has a sherish somewhere else, at least according to Waman Damar, there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe it's a raya that the bakaksol or the banana and the telephone and all the other things will, will join Lashon HaKadosh, but not necessarily because over here, Lashon HaKadosh is from Chumash, and the Chumash had this word, so it's almost like an original. It was put in Chumash. You say, was it an original in the building blocks of Bria Salem? Yeah, because Kosh Baruch was Taka Bar Alma, and this Lashon Kaish was created from Torah, which had a Lashon Kaish. So it's not a raya that a word we would now put into, into use would become a word in Lashon Kaish, because this word is actually in Chumash, and the Shadows was the Shadows doing. Even that's a Machlaikis, but according to this Mandamra, uh, you'd have to say there was a reason or, or a million reasons why the Dafka would feed off of these two things that obviously symbolize some connection to this particular language. 
some say based on location and the time, and there are many other pshatim as well. Uh, you also, I was actually going to bring up this Ibn Ezra, many are on this, but the Ibn Ezra does say, he's a linguist, uh, besides being a gadol in many other areas, Ibn Ezra says that the man in Egyptian meant what? Like, what is this? Man who? That is, even according to Ibn Ezra, many are on that pshat, even according to Ibn Ezra, what we're going to get to, which I keep being Maramis to, but I will show you inside later in the Divrei Yatsu as well, there is a solution to Lodibrus Lashainam, even if you hold its also, which the smog does hold, which we're about to get into again, and that is if you pick a hybrid, Bedafka, not to speak the exact language, which was our historical, halachic, hashkafic explanation for Yiddish, and for Ladino, and we will see for the American scene, Yeshivish, and English, and many other different hybrids. Uh, that is all, again, we as a if, you, if the parents speak uh, proper English, they brittle when they, 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 they bristle. What's the English word? Uh, they bristle. Um, when, they, when they hear something in, in English or something like that, there might actually be, this sugya might be the makara that's dafka something you should do. Either should or have to, if you hold like the smog, and we will, we will get to that. So believe it or not, we have so many coolers in this year, we're actually going to justify uh, English and any, any other version thereof. Uh, and it might be, certainly according to the way Divayatsev starts off, and Divayatsev uh, takes very seriously this shita, starting in Rishanam of the Smog, we're going to start beginning the Truva again. Uh, my introduction, the last few minutes of the Shia last week, which I'll repeat now again, is that we've been conditioned over the past few months in the Sudhya of Chukasayim to know that we pass them, at least like the Ramal, anything that suspect might be rooted in Avodah and Kishuf, and as I promise you, hopefully we will get to, after the last two sugiyas, a couple of weeks of real shilas we didn't get to yet, of very suspicious-looking things that people asked about. Things we do, things we say, we covered many of them, but there are quite a few examples we didn't get to yet. And the fallback position is, if it looks strange, it probably is, and can't be explained, it probably is rooted in Avodah Zarah and even if it's not probable, it's somewhat likely enough that it passes the threshold where Moshe holds us, not that we Hold it in his Dereis Mitam Suffolk. The Issa Dereis is that you have to keep it. It's no longer Mitam Suffolk. That's the Ramah. Kishaf, Avarazar, Pritzus, and the like. The Vilna Gain holds like Tesis that added to that list is a Dvarshtus, which means we traced it. It's not rooted in Avarazar. It's not rooted in Kishaf. It's not inherently Pritzus dick. It's just silly. So why are you doing it? Because the guy is doing it. Why else would you do it? It's silly. The Vilna Gain Paskins that that's also Osir. So we discussed last week one of the newer examples somebody asked me wearing the baseball cap. Back, backwards or sideways or something like that where it's only protecting one side of your neck from sunburn and uh, there's no real logical explanation to do that. Would that be suspect? Besides the fact that uh, you might or might not be trying to look like a bum, which would be a pretzis issue, even if it's not particularly bummy, but it's just something that's strange and you obviously picked it up because you saw somebody you think is cool doing it. That's the Vilna Gaim. Now we introduce a third possibility which we really didn't focus on. This is where the big nafkamina is uh, can you have something that is not necessarily a dvarshtus, not wooden pritzis, kishavot azar? It's just something that you might want to do, certainly have a leaning toward the Eitzahara for copying them just because it makes you look more gayish and you blend in. And that's this entire medrash, Lashinus, Lashemaisam, and Lashem, which Armesha clearly said is not Asr because it's not brought down after Mount There are many. Paiskim, who say, Imam Shik says not so, but even if you want to focus on Lashainam, on, on, on Shemaisam, Lashainam, why would somebody want to dafka, speak like the natives and uh, pick up the professor's English or the queen's English? Or, why would you want to do that? 
So the way most Peskim will say, I don't want to jade it, the Divya Yatsevs will be, many Chassidish Peskim are very strong in this issue, and that's why they hold you shouldn't be speaking Bisvasa Medina, and even when you have to, it should be a mix of Yiddish, English, English, and everything else, and with some Aramaic thrown in, which the Chassidim are very big on, and Litzvah Shabbat by now are really doing the same thing. It's called Yeshivish. And you take a sentence, it will have Aramaic, some Yiddish, and uh, some blends of other things that, again, some people feel, uh, as, as parents, educators, they find annoying, and we're going to see right now, it, it's either a chiv or maybe just good. Now, when you get to the office, you can't, every third word can't be Aramaic and Yiddish because the guy might not know what you're talking about. Or he might come in and ask one of the bosses, what does punk fuck hurt me? <laughs> why, why is there's a guy in my, in my division, he keeps saying that, and he's always arguing with me, and every time he argues, he says that. So he might pick up some, uh, a word or two, and the guy have picked up. By the way, there are a lot of Yiddish words the guy are using. So we can't use it anymore? You're li- no. <laughs> Not that bad. Uh, so uh, we're going to get back to that with, with, with Hanukkah, who picked up what from what with the, with, with the presence. But... Uh, it, 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 has, it has rubbed off society. Chutzpah. There's not a guy in this country who doesn't know what chutzpah means. Maybe there is, but not in New York. Uh, not after you read Dershowitz's uh, bestseller. Um, he's, uh, he's not yet from, we're working on it, but he's very Jewish. And they, people use it. No, it's a Jewish word. You'll hear a guy saying, I just schlepped something from here all the way from Fifth Avenue. Where in the world did he pick that up from? So... They're things that are very popular, and nobody has... It's interesting. The same people complaining that the kid... They want the kid to speak a perfect English. They get a lot of nachas, and they hear the guy saying chutzpah. You can't have it both ways. Why are you getting something nachas for it? <laughs> that means that, oh, that's a Jewish word. That's the way my mamish, bubby, sounds exactly the same. So the separation, the hedge against assimilation, is there's no difference between yeshivish and English at a... At a English-style Yiddish or pure Yiddish or Ladino. It's all done for the same reason. So if you have a tie on that, so you can have a, the same tie on why were they speaking Yiddish 300 years ago? Why would they speak a perfect German? But with Yiddish, Yiddish is a language that, I don't know when it evolved, but you can write Well, you heard Yiddish, from Amisha when it evolved. But you can write in Yiddish. You can't write in Yiddish. Oh, you not. sure can. As long as you know the Hebraeus, it's all right. either Aramaic, I trace everywhere. There's a dictionary out now for a good 15 years. I remember when it came out, of selling in Eichler's, the first ever yeshiva dictionary. It's English, a big dictionary, and it's really just Aramaic. It's explaining all the Aramaic and all the... You have to be very intelligent to speak yeshivish because there's a lot of very legal technical terms in there. Because it's all from Gemaras, Maskanas of Gemaras and Havaminas, and, and all sorts of... And, and we're using it more and more because we now, Baruch Hashem, have a whole generation of... Tens of thousands of people who not only went to yeshiva, but actually learned something and actually can quote these things and feel comfortable using these terms and can make themselves understood to talking to somebody like-minded. I spoke to people Speaking to somebody like-minded. I'll try to be careful. Right? They said it, it, it's, they can't, they can't, you can't write in yeshiva to it, it becomes atrocious. It's not grammatically correct in Hebrew. Grammatically correct? Yiddish is the worst grammatically correct language you can imagine if you're looking at it from the perspective of a person who speaks German. <laughs> they butchered everything. That's what they did. They, they, Ramosha says they it's talk German. Now. now it does. Yeshivish, that's why they put it in a dictionary. They're trying to synchronize and, uh, and put everything together. And they're, but, it's not... but there's no current. These languages are evolving. The point is, why have it? Is there any defense of it? You know, as if you're saying, why don't you speak... I had this... 
I had this around the table. Okay, I, I, um, I think I speak a fair English. So these things, as Chatane Animaskir, these things can grate on my nerves also. But when you learn the sugi, it really shouldn't. Um, do you ever hear the expression, any kids ever say, yeah, we had a whole thing set up and I couldn't make it and he was going to take me over? Did you ever hear that? That'd be crazy. Take me over? I'm First time lunch by the Viners. Yeah, me and lunch by the Viners. That already stands it, by the way. Don't even try to change that. In the front yeah, yeah, no, no. By the Viners. I mean, next to the Viners. Yeah, but they. Yeah, 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 so that, that's already. Don't even bother. I'm still with the take me over. So I'm not. A, so we, we make fun of it. According to you, you we are finishing this week with this Divra Yatsi. You're going to start saying that it's a hider. You're not ready for such homers yet. But. It's definitely a hider because what they're doing is we have now American-born Bachram. They're not speaking Yiddish anymore on the Lutfisha side. And here we have a minute for a thousand years. Don't speak Lashon HaKadosh for the Chassam Sefer's reason. Too much Kedusha. We'll get into that. Don't, certainly don't speak the Svasa Medina clearly as the Queen would in German, Italian, Spanish, or English. So now here we are in America. And we're more Americans in many ways as from as we are than then the Americans are certainly much more assimilated to the culture than our great-grandparents were in Europe, much more, because they've accepted us more. There's a reason for that. So now we have a problem. If we have a Medigas role not to speak the pure Svas Medina, what are we doing about that? So Baruch Hashem, if you're Heimish, what you've done about that is you're speaking Yiddish in the house, and the street uh, Yiddish with as much English as you need to get by. And what if you're just yeshivish and you uh, litvish or yakish? So what are you doing about it? So what they've done about it, just by intuition, this is the godless of the mini Yisrael, is that by intuition, they independently developed Ladino and Yiddish. That wasn't a concerted effort. So had they both think of this idea, we look at it, like, why? That's the whole thing. Why did they do this? Why make things more complicated? So Ramesha, who's the maker here, said the reason they did this is a good thing. They did this because it's a hedge against assimilation. The Vyasa is going to say, there's a... Even a stronger reason, the smag and the bach hold that it's a chiv. Boshinu es l'shenam. So if you have to make yourself understood, you've got to know English, as far as Medina, to whatever extent you have to know it, but be makakal as much as you can and change as much as you can. That's what Yiddish is, that Ladino. And, and, and this is a very important point. I'm going to have a lot of nasty calls after this, of uh, all, all the teachers, but it, it's, I, I, I have some credibility to say this because I... Already in the shul, I speak somewhat yeshivish because I'm talking to Bnei Torah. I've spoken in many different venues. I can, I think, still remember to put on a complete English. I've been invited to Harvard to speak. Okay, I haven't the, the Disney boss in here. And the professor, the person who wants, who set me up with the professor, has heard me speak in venues where he didn't catch every word, but he knows the English is good enough to pass snuff. So why... Why do I have it? I have it uh, because I get a chance to use it. You're doing care if you can't use any Yeshiva's language. They're going to lose you. You're speaking in a university. They're going to they're going to lose you. But if you're speaking to Yeshiva light or you're speaking to your family, that is what Yiddish and Ladino is. That that's they, they all. Teach and kids with, differently. So, for example, in certain communities, that they teach the boys one way, and the girls they teach. The girls in the city uh, 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 communities know, know English a lot better. And there's a reason for that. They're not going to teach them yeshivish or yiddish they could teach them. Yeshivish is, is a lot of gemara on the And uh, they're not going to... I've heard girls, like... Uh, I had a lady call me with a shayla once, and, uh, like two weeks ago. It sticks in my mind. And I, I told her an answer, and she said, I don't understand, what's an afkamina? <laughs> so I told her what the Nafkamina was. It didn't, then I thought afterwards, did she just ask me what the Nafkamina was? Uh, so I said, fine, that's great. So she heard it from her husband a hundred times. I said, fine. So they, they, I told her the Nafkamina. They teach what? them differently, though. Yeah. They really teach them because, so that they can interact with 
fine. Because but that, that's more of like a they don't want them. They want them, and but that's again the hedge. Bottom line is the hedge against the, against. They want less interaction, and you know what? The people who develop Yiddish want the less interaction with their German counterparts and the ones that don't. They don't want less interaction with it. Why else would you invent the language? Well, that's a, that's a shy. You have to go ask in Monroe why they're doing that. And the answer is is that they expect the girls don't have the same chiv of Asmad and Tamatera, and therefore, even if they're reading more English books or Man magazine or whatever the case may be. Uh, actually, they actually they aren't because the the it's not the assimil- it's not the assimilation. It's the the less you're involved in the culture for a boy, the more you'll learn. Th- that's the ho- hopefully that that's the that's the sliding scale. And by the way, and by, and mentioned, and that, that means our our chevra. I still didn't translate into English. You notice uh, we don't. There's no chili between the boys and the girls. Or at least it's not it's not a large gap. Uh, I, I, as I'm speaking now, I'm thinking of what I'm saying. As I, would the girl say there's no chilik? No, she'd probably say there's no difference. Then, she, she is, but okay, I'm speaking to an Elam over here and the people listening on the radio and Lakewood, wherever they are in Ontario. They, they get most language. If they don't, they, they, learn, it, they learn it quickly, uh, which is in this sugya. Again, even according to Amesha, I didn't, I'm still introducing the Divyatza, but Divyatza is not when I picked one of the Chesidish Shachuvas, the Chazenberg Rebbe. And and there are many. Satmarov Divyal has a huge amount on this, and this is now the question of Ashkafa and another hedge against assimilation. He's now going to quote Bachs and Rishanim, and this is where it gets serious. Ramayisha doesn't Paskin like it. That, that's fine. That's I started off with Ramayisha, but to say that we shouldn't do that, and if you're here, you got to speak a proper English. The taina would be if you go to work and you are trying to make a presentation, you're going to have to still remember enough English to get your point across and speak properly. Uh, that's true in certain venues. Depends on the industry. I see a lot of immigrants. Some of them are even legal. I have to put that in. Uh, I see, they're doing a fine business. I see uh, Tzadik, the um, people in your office who are very smart and writing programs, all those programs, all these, uh, are they, they all have a perfect English or they have a heavy Indian accent? Russian accent. Russian, some of them, Russian, not some of them, but the other ones. Uh, uh, it, did you? Why? <laughs> you can incriminate yourself. Uh, the HR department and the various industries are often, if it's a law firm, then. You will be judged by your vocabulary and how you put these words and sentence structures together. And that's in a law firm, in some law firms, depending if they need immigration lawyers also who speak uh, Dafka, other languages. In IT, it, many, many, there are a lot of legal immigrants that have good jobs and I sometimes speak to them on the phone. I can't understand how they got the job, but they're getting good money and they can't speak a, a straight sentence. So we live in a very pluralistic country, and uh, everybody agrees they should be here, and we want more immigrants. We just want them to be legal. I won't get into that now, but uh, it's, uh, it's really a question of what's needed to make a panasa. What's needed after that to blend in more with the Goyim is exactly what we're trying to avoid. That's the point over here. And I, I don't think anybody can argue. So again, does a great... I'm, I'm, I always tell you, I'm more American than you. I'm here five generations already. We speak a fine English, I hope, at least I used to. And um, I don't, uh, it strikes me as odd when somebody says, uh, are you going to take me over? Or a couple of other famous names. But based on this sugya, you look, uh, so, uh, so you so look so perturbed. I, I, yes, 
I used the word perturbed. I didn't say for tumult. Okay. Just, <laughs> okay. just uh, uh, at, at the risk of getting jumped on the way out. Yeah. Um, I, you know, if, if we're saying that you're supposed to, you're allowed to, allowed to have a perfect English for work, so you should be able to speak a perfect English, and you should be deferring to speaking English when you're amongst your friends. But if you do not possess the ability... Right, so, I, so English, I, I, I bavarned that, I, I would, by the way. I would, I would venture, I'm I trying to use heavier Yiddish here. I, okay. okay, so first of all, somebody in the shear... It might, it might have to do more with the less hours of Limudei Chol that they would... Yes, learn. yes it does, and that's a function of how much time you get to take away from learning. Don't forget, Limudei Chol is a different subject which we often discuss Shavuos night, and we're never finished with it yet. But, but, but just for the soundbite, Lemude uh, Chol is such an American given. You have to understand that the Yeshivas Kodeshis in Europe and in Eretz Yisrael to a very large degree today, it didn't exist, period. And they, they, the Nitziv was willing to shut down the Velazhin Yeshiva rather than bring it in. Just, just understand that. And... So in America, we already start off with, okay, we have English, now the question is how much, and how are we whittling it down, and, and I was with a, uh, to his credit, I had a nice Heimish Yid from Williamsburg sitting in my office uh, a few weeks ago, it was Sunday afternoon, my son came home, Sunday afternoon, and he learns in a very good yeshiva, you all know where he learns, and it was Sunday afternoon, he walked into the office to get something, this fellow looked up, and he said, is that your, your book? I said, yeah. He said, what is he doing home? So I said, it's Sunday. He gave me a blank stare. It's like I would have said the moon was made out of cheese. It would have made more sense. It was a, really, it was a reality check. He said, Sunday, you mean as in like the Gaisha holiday Sunday? I said, yeah, the same one. He said, do they do this every week? So I said, yeah, afraid so. I said, just till eighth grade, after ninth grade, they were actually learning. He couldn't, he's not a shelter guy. He, he couldn't believe it. He couldn't, he couldn't wrap his hands around the muslim. Just understand what it's not a critique of us. It's where we're coming from. They probably had 1950s, no school on Sunday. <laughs> so the, the, the Americans are trying to catch up. They couldn't say, I mean, they give off like second set and I'd say, what do they do for six hours? So I said, hopefully they learn as much as they can. When I finish with you, uh, I'm going to go upstairs and get them. <laughs> so, but understand the starting point. We look at Kaisha Kadash, well, it's not a Parshat, you have to have it. The is how much? Well, it's, it's really not a double Parshat. Why would they cancel learning on Sunday? Well, like he was flabbergasted. Like, so he, uh, I said, you happen to be 100% right. You have to understand with this kind of, this is already a pretty yeshivish place. But it's not, and we've made, we've added some hours. We're making progress. But you have to understand where, where the starting point is. So the answer to your question, you showed me. An interesting um, email last week of quoting a female uh, in an office. You remember that email? That was you, no? Yes, it was you. You're going to remember in a minute. It was either you it was you. Yeah, your daughter showed me what, uh, and that she was quoting a Hamish girl, and she said it was an interesting thing. She works in my office, and the, and the um, sentence she said, this was the... I'm, I'm slugging up what you're, what you're saying. This was the, this was the girl, and, and she said uh, it was interesting how she put it. The answer is, of course it's interesting. It sounds interesting to us if you speak a, uh, a perfect English, but if that's what they need, they don't need more. So you're just saying, what happens if he wants to go to law school and he will need it? The answer is, if he's smart enough to go to law school, then you could always beef up the vocabulary and practice and pick it up. That doesn't make it a chiv to learn as well in terms of the vocabulary earlier on. Again, I, the people in my house speak a, 
uh, pretty fine English because they hear it that way, but that doesn't mean I've gotten used to when I first heard take me over and all these expressions. Uh, as my kids were growing up, uh, one thing I haven't gotten used to yet, they say, are you being here? I say, you can't be being here. That's impossible. Uh, again, that's just my pet peeve, but, that's not, but I'm, I'm wrong. about it. There's not, That's English or whatever you want to call it or betting. But if they're not speaking it perfectly, it's do, a lot of these verbs and these nouns get mixed up because of the influence of Yiddish and Aramaic. Because as you said, it doesn't really, when you try to put the whole sentence together, it doesn't really flow. And, and, and the Divayatsev and many others are going to make a very strong uh, push for showing that this is rooted in Rishonim. And Ramesha, as I remind you again, Ramesha himself says Yiddish was a, a minig we developed that was a minig Yisrael, that was a positive thing. This is the only reason they had it. To make it more Jewish, they rejected pure German language, all the beautiful poetry and all the wonderful anti-Semitic philosophy they wrote and all the other things. They, they rejected it for this reason. So this is the defense of yeshivish. Again, the other side of the coin is if you need it for panasa, you better be able to figure it out. And if you're intelligent enough to be in this industry, my argument is often you could figure it out. There are exceptions to every rule. And I know I'm going to get a lot of pushback in email tonight or tomorrow. Whoever sends me an email, they better spell everything correctly or else they're going to get blasted. <laughs> On that positive note, I will uh, see you tomorrow night.